You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, Chell. Hey, Stace. You know what? Love isn't all you need. Have you ever tried using love, a roll of love, in the bathroom? How'd that work out for you? Um, I probably would call someone to bring me not a roll of love. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Chelsea, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing all right. Thank you for asking. Of course. What's been going on with your week? Um, top knot. That's what's been going on. This is like my last week of the top knot. Like my straight blonde hair top knot. So I'm really just living my best life right now. So, yes. But no, things things are going things are going okay. Um, this is reasons why I'm single. What up, America and world? Not in that order because everyone's important all in the same time. Um, hopefully everyone is doing okay. Thank you for joining us last week and coming back again to see how we're doing. Um, uh, it has been a I don't know what day it is still. This has been me for like the past year. So you know this. Every Wednesday, you're like, <laughs> once again, no idea what day it is. And yet she still maintains the ability to show up on time to an appointment, people. That's because she's amazing. <laughs> and I keep a very strict calendar. I'm like, oh, alerts. Got to be somewhere at a certain time. Here I am. Not sure which one this is. Maybe I should research it. Looks it up. People's faces pop up. Oh, I know which one this one is. It's great. <laughs> oh, my word. How are you, Chels? Um, <laughs> well, that's like, you ever ask somebody how they are and then they, you just get the like, deep sigh like that'd be like that's what my um just was like um you know it's uh there's a reason people buy houses with with two incomes so <laughs> girl on a positive side um the state of michigan has extended the uh stay at home order order starting friday i believe to 11 p.m and with 50 percent occupancy which means your girl is going back to host karaoke so that's a little bit of financial relief on my end um so that's been a little that's been a little bit better it's interesting though because even though so normally guys we wouldn't start karaoke until 9 30 because we'd go till two and so, so now it's gonna be um it's gonna be May. Sorry. All that um, I do. It's gonna be um it's gonna be starting at six o'clock at night so that <laughs> it can go and the right amount of time, which is hilariously enough, like bars can't kick out underage people until at 9 30, because like technically where we do this is a bar and a restaurant. So it becomes just a bar after 9 30. So that technically you could be 16. And come to karaoke on Saturday. <laughs> I don't want because, like, I start the show off with an f bomb. But <laughs> well, don't do that, then, Chelsea. <laughs> you know, it's part of the whole thing. I choose to. <laughs> I know that's why I'm. You have a choice. Yeah, but that's my whole. I'm kind of a jerk when I do karaoke, and people actually really love it. So I gotta lean into my uh, lean into my fan base. <laughs> All right, Cheryl Sandberg. <laughs> to lean in. Oh my word! Oh, I didn't know that minors had to get kicked out at that point. And also, I think it's kind of amazing because. America, I don't know if you know this, but we're all getting older each passing day. So the fact that it's starting at six, like 6 p.m., I'm like, well, that's great. <laughs> like I could still get a, re- that is actually the thing that's been kind of nice about the bar closing at 10 because I went out for trivia and the bar closed at 10. And I like, I talked to somebody in the parking lot for like a half hour and then I went home and I was home by 11 and I was like, well, I could get a full night's sleep on this schedule. Right. <laughs> 
I just have a social life and get seven hours of sleep? Like, there is no FOMO when there's a 10 o'clock curfew. <laughs> listen, kids. Listen, youths. <laughs> this is what you have to look forward to. <laughs> Um, I, I, I think I sent it to you, Stacey. There's this video going around of, um, this girl and she's like, she's like, she orders like wine or so she buys wine at the grocery store and the guy's like, yeah, can I just see your ID? She goes, yeah, no problem. It's in my wallet. Do you need me to take it out? Or do you like, or anything? He goes, no, 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 no. I can see the one. So it's fine. And she goes, the one. And he goes, yeah, the, the one at the beginning of your birth year. Because literally anybody who was born in the 1900s is going to be 21 because it's 2021. So literally, and then you see the, you know, oh, snap, except it's not snap. But um, (laughs) all I think of is Fergie, (laughs) London Bridge. Oh, snap. Yes, that's it. That's that's the thing they do at the end of it. Because she's just like, and right when she's like, oh, snap. Ray Goose got your girl feeling loose. Now I'm wishing that you didn't wear the shoes. Yep, I was I love my shoes. <laughs> Ditto. I never went only one time in my life. I went barefoot. And you want to know when that was? I worked a long shift at Victoria's Secret. What up? What up, Victoria's Secret? Hey kids, back in the day, you couldn't work at Victoria's Secret and wear pajamas. You, you couldn't wear your <laughs> you had to buy suits to work at Victoria's Secret. Black suits, okay? Like, and, ah, listen, we look like a sexy secret agent staff because we had the, everyone had an earpiece in and we had like a cute little professional thing and some cute little shoes. Well, listen, your girl had found these shoes and they were, I shouldn't have been wearing them, long story short. And my feet were killing me because they were a stiletto and it was a cheap pair of shoes because I was still in college. So, you know, they weren't made for comfort. So I was like shuffling, going out, like walking through the mall, out of the Macy's to get to my car. And by the time I got to the parking lot, I was like, forget this. And I took the heels off. I was like, I can't do it anymore. This is the only time I've ever taken my shoes off. I don't care if I was at a bar, at a club, at a wedding. And I usually wore tall heels to the point where I would go out. And if I wore flat shoes or like flip flops, someone would say, you can't dance. I'm like, hey, no, my shoes are flat. I don't, I just, I can't do nothing for me, baby. Right? I needed to be recalibrated in a nice stiletto. So that was the only time I ever took my shoes off. Only time. I would bring a change of shoes. I was never the barefoot girl. But like at weddings, I would. I do. I would bring I would bring a change of shoes. Now I do. I bring those little like fold up like flats that you just slap on. You can put them in your clutch. I freaking love them. And dude, because it's someone's bachelor bachelorette party, like no one had ever heard of them. And I brought them. So then, of course, I stayed sober because I don't trust anyone to take care of anything. And so I'm escorting like. That is such such a definitive statement. Because I don't trust anyone to take care of anything. (laughs) Listen. Therapy is great, and I'm working through all my problems right now. <laughs> so, it's going to be like, I don't really do much because you're going to be like, yeah, you don't do anything because you do it wrong. See, that's exactly why I need to figure this out now. So I'm not yeah, just like, yeah. listen, I know you said you're going to take the trash out, but I asked you an hour and 17 minutes ago when I needed it taken out. So don't worry. I already took it out. Like, it's not cool. Then then dude's going to have a nagging wife. And I don't want to be that. I want to be the cool, sexy person. He wants to come home. Who's always in a good mood. I'm figuring it out. Anyways, let me... <laughs> So in this specific scenario, I did not trust anyone in this group of girls to take care of the group. I knew I was the responsible one to the point where the the um the soon the groom of the bride to be was just like, wait a minute, you're going on the trip? Oh God, that makes me feel so much better. I'm like, so you know <laughs> your bride and all her friends are a bunch of crazy people. <laughs> so like I'm ushering them all out of whatever club we were at, and they're all drunk and they're limping and they're shuffling and they're 
heels because we never took off our shoes. But I brought my cute little like fold up ballet flats. So I put them on. And at one point I was actually doing the moonwalk around them like my feet don't hurt and like they're like we hate you I said do you hate me how are you gonna get back to the hotel huh how are you gonna get there they're like that made me to just tell us where to buy them tomorrow <laughs> oh. great yes. I love that. Listen, I love that Chelsea's doing her hair. Well, she's taking, she's doing a braid out, which, oh, I haven't done a braid out in so long, but she just took her braids out, which looks super cute, by the way. And now she's got these nice waves in her hair. Yes. Thanks. That's so sweet. Yes. Ooh. So, hey, should we take care of some business? Sure. It's time it's for the fake name series of the day. So the fake name series of the day is what we use to save the shade. So instead of using people's real names, we use names that are from the fake name series of the day to hide their identities. But they heard these stories. I know who they are. 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 You can see Chelsea at the bar. Bar. Which one? The one with karaoke. So we are doing um, the same show that we did last week, which is Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, because we used maybe one and a half names. Yeah. (laughs) We'll round it up to two. (laughs) So um, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is after an unusual event, a whip smart computer coder magically begins to hear people's innermost wants and desires through popular songs. It's fantastic. I recommend. <laughs> I know that's going to be next on my list. I'm still uh, having fun with uh, the Mindy project. Um, do you know what I started watching that someone recommended to me that I've never seen before? And I am shook. <laughs> no, I don't. But now that I know that you're shook, <laughs> now I need to know. <laughs> it is a show called Married at First Sight. Girl, listen, you just, you just took my VWQ. <laughs> I, so, okay. So somebody's watching it and they were with me at the bar and they were like, you have to watch it. Well, I can't watch the season that's on now. So I looked on Hulu and it doesn't have all of the seasons, but it does have like five of the seasons or something like that. So I flew through the first season available, which I believe is season four. And I was like, I just got to know, are they going to stay together? Are they going to break up? And the one girl was like crazy. Um, But also if, if anything that doesn't prove to me, like this one girl, they, so the premise of the show is essentially these people go through five months of meetings with a pastor and a marriage counselor, um, a relationship expert and a sociologist who sees how people relate to each other. And these three people match people up in, and they match them not like, this is, you know, give me a guy name. Sorry, random guy. Uh, Mo. This is Mo, and he lives in California. And this is, I mean, a girl name. Zoe. And this is Zoe, and she lives in Michigan. Like, you guys are going to get married, and then you're going to have to deal with the fact that you live on the other sides of the country. No, they base it each season off of one, like, hub city. So there's, like, one where it's just Washington, D.C., one where it's just Atlanta. The one that I'm currently watching right now is Chicago, which is still a really big area, but at least it's not plane rides away. But the first one I watched was in Miami. That was season four. And... This girl, and they need a army, army. Thankful, girl whose job is a flight attendant. She gets matched up with this guy who, um, I can't remember what he did, but he used to be in the navy and then he got out. And they, he's like, they just want to get married, anyways. So they see each other, and he is like feeling her the second she walks out. And she was having anxiety about it like the whole day. She's like, maybe I need to just not do this. Da, 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 da. And which is a valid worry. Like one of the, one that of the, would be me. They give each other a gift right before they go out. And um, one of the grooms got the girl. Um, it literally sat on the front socks for cold feet. So like, Oh, right, like, cute. Like they know what's going on. Um, but so they get married and he's like, 
And then once they're married, they do wedding photos where the photographer is like, kiss, 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 kiss. And, and she's like, I don't understand why we have to kiss so much. Like I just met this person. And so there's clearly like zero attraction on her end. And he's a good looking guy. Like they flat out even said in the beforehand, they were like, we think they're going to get along, especially because they're both what each other described as their type. Well, Mm. what it turned out um, I mean, I would say spoiler, but there's several seasons and this is like season four. Um, they go on the honeymoon. And I don't know which couple. They go on the honeymoon and she starts nitpicking everything because she doesn't like him anyway. She wasn't attracted to him and she already feels oh. like she's going to regret it. So she's already put the towel in and now she's going to take little things and turn them into big things so that she can justify leaving. So she, now it was funny because the sociologist, the doctor, she was like, um, Zoe made this point to say that she was fine with someone who occasionally smoked. And so then in her interview, she's like, I guess everybody just has a different word description for the word occasionally because we're on vacation and he has had a cigarette every day. He's had one cigarette every day. And that is a lot. And she was like, and that is way more than occasional, mind you, like people who are actually like addicted to cigarettes need more than one a day. Like, so, and he, she, she didn't bring it up to him. She let it stew until she was mad. And then she, when she did bring it up to him, she was like, this is an extreme concern, an extreme concern. And then he immediately, he was like, okay, well, I hear you, but like, this isn't indicative of me in a normal day. We're on vacation. I, 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 I hear you. I'm not going to do it anymore. And from that moment on, he had stopped and she just kept harping on it. So then the next day they like try to go out and she, he tried to hold her hand and she was like, I just don't like to be touched at all. Well, then they went to go like on a surfing ex- excursion and she's like holding the surfer and surfing instructor's hand. And like, she said, Oh, I hate bugs. I hate everything to do with bugs. And the surfing instructor had a bug on his chest. And instead of like, and she like brushed it off of him and all this stuff. So, so now you got this guy who clearly like he's, he's your husband. He's watching you have physical interactions with an actual stranger, even though like slightly less of a stranger than he is. And he's getting mad. And then he said some stuff and she said some stuff. And as soon as he said it, I was like, you better hope you guys don't get married because if you're still married, what you just said is going to break you up. Like, so he was, he was 35, I think. And she was 32 and he sat there and he was like, I guess my wife's just, and it's in an interview. So she's not there anymore. Cause they had a huge blowout where she brought out the cigarettes again. And then she said, you're being a child. And cause she doesn't like him. She wants the excuse to justify her feelings. Right. I just want to admit that she's not attracted to him and that's why she wants to leave. So she's creating drama so that she can justify leaving through that. But so now he's mad because he's like, you're not even, you said it. I didn't have a cigarette since then. Like we, we can't keep going like this. You gotta. I thought we squashed this bug. (laughs) (laughs) So then he sits there after the fight and he's in an interview with a producer and he turns to, he turns to the camera and he goes, Oh, he goes, you know, I guess my wife's just not attracted to me. I don't know who she was expecting some George Clooney looking guy or whatever, but you know, you know what they say, men age like wine and women age like milk. She's 32. It's kind of sour over there. What? What? And I was like, I, and at this point, you don't know if they're going to break up or not. And I was like, I hope you break up. Because if she sees that on TV, you're going to be, you're a dead man. Like, <laughs> And you're going to be paying for a ton of Botox because you made her feel so insecure for the rest of her life where? if you were to get married. And it was so funny because like, then they came back from the honeymoon where they had like barely touched or anything. And like, um, but like they slept in the same bed because literally producers told them they had to. You signed a contract. Yeah. <laughs> no sheep. And then it was like, so then they come back from the honeymoon. They've literally been married a week. And she's like, I need time. And he's like, Pastor Cal's like, you need to decide if you're going to be married to this person or you're going to get a divorce. Because this is this was legal. This wasn't a TV marriage. If you're getting a divorce, you have to get an actual divorce. And he's like, and she goes, I need time to think about it. Because she doesn't want to make it seem like she's already made up her mind. Even though everybody can see that. 
Um, so she, so she waits a week and then they come back together and she's like, I can't do that. I do not want to continue in this process with you for my sake. Like, I can't forgive what happened. And I'm thinking, you don't even know any stuff he said. Like, you're just, you just, she just made up her mind. She wasn't happy. And yeah. Wow. So I, shockingly, they did get a divorce and it was very early on. And then they did this interesting thing where they like continually like checked in on them to see how they were doing. And dude, Mo Ding, he was like, he was like still wearing his wedding ring and like going out with his friends. And he was like, well, I don't think I should take it off until I'm actually divorced because I'm married. And I was like, snap, man. And and like all the doctors were like, we feel so bad because he really wanted to make an effort for this. And she she just wasn't having it on her end. It, it really had nothing to do with him besides the fact that she made the decision that that wasn't what she wanted. But they made, so then the doctors were like, this is why it's so clear. This is why we do five months of an inter- interview processes. Because if you're, if at that point, if you've lied after five months, you're not lying to us. You've been lying to yourself this whole time. So, like, so if it doesn't work out because of something that you said was fine, because an occasional cigarette's fine. Um, she literally even said she thinks an occasional cigarette is like once at a wedding a year. And I was like, oh, honey, that's, that's not, that's a non-smoker who got drunk. What are you talking about? I was going to say, that's my, that was my smoking period in college. I drink now, so I smoke. And after a month and a half, I said, let me stop before I actually have a habit. (laughs) Oh my word. Now on the next season, I did Google after because two of the couple's um, did choose to stay together. And I was like, are they still? And, and, and neither of them are. <laughs> oh, first of all, shouts to, so which one, this one's married at first sight, correct? At first sight. Yeah. Okay. So shouts to them and love is blind because they pick a specific city. So they have people within that hub. I think that's brilliant. Um, so I have not watched Mary at married at first sight. I've seen maybe like one episode of like one season. It was like I saw my mom watching it. I was like, what is this? But um, so the current season that's out now, before I started my social media fast, um oh yeah, are- this is the reason I started watching it. It's crazy because my <laughs> friend told me about it at the bar, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta see what the show's about. Right. So that's, I do want to see what the most recent season is about because um, a lot of people, especially people that I met from church were saying that the most recent season, they're like, this is the quintessential toxic guy that all of us women have met at church. And I was like, T, do tell. And so (laughs) I've seen stuff that they've posted about it, about how this guy is just like, you know, I'm just looking for love and all this other stuff. And then you get to know him. He's just like, what I do know is that this woman better do A, B, C, and D for me because I'm a man and all this other stuff. It's just like, get the heck out of here. No Um, one has time for that. Legitimately, I don't know if, because there's always three couples, so I don't know if it's the same one, but this same season, this is what my friend gave me. I guess they got married at first sight. They went on their honeymoon and then it came out that he was previously engaged recently previously engaged yes, and then this girl shows up and it's his ex-fiance and she's six weeks pregnant what? The, math, the math that doesn't work there so what she told me was last week's um like update or which is probably like two weeks ago now because of time and um is the fact that now he just told this girl who's his wife, who's trying to work through this. Cause he's like, she's like, obviously you can't abandon your child because just because of the timing of this, but like, so we'll figure it out. It's another thing we'll have to figure out, but we'll figure it out. So now he, I guess he just came up to his wife and said him and his ex want to be a family together. Piece of potato. Where oh. I, I want to be like, I was like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what, it, because here's the thing. It's not like you want to be with somebody who doesn't want you. Nobody wants that. You know, Right. you want someone who want you. I want you to want me. I need you to need me. 
I love you to love me. Cheap trick. And <laughs> I only know that song because of 10 Things I Hate About You, the movie. <laughs> Great jam. So like, they, but it's so funny because I'm like, so it's like, it's not like she wants to stick around. I do not know this season at all, but, but what my friend said, but it's not like if somebody came up to me, I was like, oh my gosh, I am married to you and I want to, and I want to be this committed to you, but my ex is pregnant, then yeah. Okay. Well then this is another hurdle. Who knows? We'll see how it goes and take it day to day. But like, but then if he says, oh yeah, no, you know what? I tried with you for a couple of weeks, but now I've decided that I want to be a family with this other girl. I mean, you already were engaged to her, (laughs) but also like, don't like, don't let me hold you back, I guess. Bye. Oh, and also we don't know the background of it. So it's like, they were engaged, they broke up, or did they? Um, so then it's like he basically rebounded with a marriage. Which, but that's the crazy thing, Stacey. If you think about it, he was doing the interview process for, for five months. months. Ah! <laughs> no, it's terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. Gosh. And then oh. it's so then she's like six weeks pregnant and Number yeah. one, if you've ever watched the show The Game, similar plot twists happen in there. Enjoy that. Also enjoy Derwin's body. But that's God like bless it. Right? What'd you say? Scripted, right? That's not Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Scripted okay. television show. Yes. But ah, which just goes to show, kids, the things that you see on TV, some of them are inspired by real life events. Ah. Uh, so- Second of all, I had a second of all. What was the second of all going to be? I don't know, but I'm mad. (laughs) The season that I'm currently watching um, is there's a there's a very, very religious person who made the choice to she made the choice to not have sex um, for like four years. And then she was 30. And then they found her husband, who's also like very spiritual and in his church and all this stuff. Um, but he's 25 and she like, she got a little, she's a little crazy too. Like it. I heard about that one. Don't tell me too much because I do want to watch that yeah, one. He, and then like, but she's like, he got mad at her. Cause she was, she was in a man bad mood cause they were playing ping pong and he got crazy competitive and which some guys are, you know? And she was like, I was going to say like Chelsea competitive. <laughs> She's like, I'm just good at this. Why can't it just be, hey, my wife is good at this. Why has it got to be, let's play again until I beat you? Like, it doesn't have to, like, like why, it doesn't have to go there. And then it was, she's like, it's one and one and I'm done. And he goes, no, I need to beat you one more time so that I win. And he's, she's like, I'm done. She completely shuts down. They go walking to go to have lunch. And he goes, give me your hand. And she goes, I don't want to. And he's like, you're still my wife. And he's, she's like, well, I'm your wife. Who doesn't want to hold your hand right now? He throws a whole fit. And he's like, this is in like the second episode. So I promise I'm not ruining anything. He throws a whole fit. And I guess off camera says to her, why did I even do this? I don't even want to be married to you. And she yeah, seriously. So then she goes upstairs and they've already consummated their wed- their marriage. And oh, they did? Yeah, they consummated it on the first night of the honeymoon. And so she's like, it was actually really, really funny because she was like, I, I've i never had an orgasm before, but we consummated the marriage last night and I've still never had an orgasm. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I was like, but that's what you get with a 25 year old man. They don't, you got to get them when they like want to put in the effort to make sure you're having a good time too. But also she seems like she's not in great headspace, but they ended up pushing through that because he, they sat down for dinner dinner and she was like, I don't even want to be here with you. And she starts like ugly crying. It is, it is a lot of tears. And he's just sitting there like tissue. I don't know what to say to you. And then he says, um, like, and then they flash to the pastor calories, like the strength of this couple is their faith. That's what's going to, that's, what's going to help them become better and, um, and stronger and grow in love. They they love that phrase, grow in love. It's very, they say it enough that I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. So right? <laughs> and I, I really want to know, ah, oh, this is why I need to, I need to watch it. Number one period. 
and number two, like the most recent season, because I'm wondering the psychology behind it, because like from the two examples that you gave, you have these new couples that spent five months like getting like going through interviews and getting paired up with people just to get together. And then you see these nitpicky fights. So I'm curious to find out if all of them don't tell me if all of them are having these fights, because it's like, it, it's your wedding. Like this is huge. And usually there is a decent amount of history going into this. Like whether you've been like engaged for two years or two weeks, to be quite honest, or like dating for two years or two weeks, I've seen both ends of the spectrum work, but there is some type, like, you know, the person in some capacity to go into a marriage to be like, okay, like, oh yeah, I've seen hints of this. This is what they do. Okay. But the fact that both of them don't know how the other one reacts in certain things and there's just nitpicky things and just kind of lashing out at the littlest things. That's crazy. And do you mind, can we sneak in a VWQ real quick? Can we? I want to finish it. They ended up making the decision together that they were just, they were going to pray together every night as a couple. And like, from the day that they did that, there was like a, there was like a big flip switch. And then he literally like slides in. Oh yeah. By the way, my brother needs to live with us because he's 17 and he lives with me now. Thanks. Bye. Like, <laughs> but they thought it was going to be this big deal. And she was like, listen, if I had the money and I had a big mansion, my parents could live on one wing while we lived on the other. I love family and you're taking care of your brother. You're doing a great thing. He's my family now too. It was very sweet, but <laughs> I just only do it. Thank you, Lord. Do it, won't he? Will. Oh, so I'm pretty sure you can guess what my question is, but it's time for Virgin with questions. <laughs> Stacy is a virgin by choice, and sometimes she has questions like all the time. So, married at first sight, Chels, would you do it? I mean, Okay, so I, with my entire vast knowledge of two, one and a half seasons, um, to compare it. Two, one and a half seasons. No, 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 just like two, eh, no, one and a half seasons. Um, I would, okay. It's tough. I would like to think that maybe I could. I would be interested to go through the process. Mm-hmm. and like have people meet and have people go through all this and then j- just see because but the thing is is as soon as you sign up for that process if they find you a match you're getting married so like but on the flip side of that I've always said it like my grandpa said it to me before he died he said I'm the kind of person who I, it's not going to be a long engagement I'm not going to do that if I meet somebody I'm going to be like I want my life to start tomorrow So let's do this. Like, and everybody's going to say I'm crazy and I'm going to be like, cool. Tell me that in 50 years when my, when my dude's next to me, like, so (laughs) it's, I don't know. I feel like it could be, I know that I, without knowing who I know that some of the couples in this show have actually made it through and are married. And, but like every marriage is work. This is just a different kind of work. I think my family would think I was nuts <laughs> but if, but if if I went through the process and I really felt confident in it then yeah I probably would wow I just I don't think I expected that <laughs> I think I just talked myself into it <laughs> I mean shoot even like when we watch love is blind and it's like they've just been gone and they have their phones taken away. They find their match. They're engaged. Go on a honeymoon. Okay, we got to go back home now. Hey, bestie, let's have a girls night. Pre-COVID. By the way, I'm engaged and I'm getting married in a month. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I think of the two, I would rather do Love is Blind because there's mm. the option to not. But on the flip side, that's the interesting side of Married at First Sight because you are kind of putting that, I've always said it, if I got married, I'm it, even if I got married and ended a divorce, then I would be a divorcee who just lived by herself because 
I don't want to do it a bunch of times. And like, I, I haven't made it to 35 and single just to like get married and then get divorced and then get married and then get divorced. That's not, that's not what's happening. So nope. like, I, 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 at that point, if it didn't work, I'd probably just be like, okay, that's fine. Maybe I'm just not going to get married again. <laughs> so but right? it's nice that that like the finality of it, like, whereas love is blind is kind of based off of only attraction and what you choose to say, you have experts that are kind of like hollowing you down to your core and then putting you with someone. There's a reason they put you with it. And if you need to put the work in to make the rest of the stuff work, the, the, I don't want to like the finality and the lock of marriage might be the, the inspiration to force people, myself included, who haven't really done anything like that kind of commitment before to get there, you know, I don't know. What about you, Stace? Would you do it? I literally am shocked that I said, yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, well done. And we share a similar perspective with, like you said, the finality of it, because the way I am and the way I've been with any relationship is that I'm going to give it my all, do whatever I can to aid the partner that I'm with. So at the end of the day, you will not be able to say that I didn't try because I absolutely do. So with at married at first sight, it freaks me out because I would be having sex with a stranger like that. That makes my mind go tilt. That would be the hardest thing for me because I have no history with this person. And I don't know, they could be a jerk after the fact, but if that man is my husband and I'm his wife, heck yeah, we should be having sex. But that would be a hard mental hurdle for me to get over. So um, I had someone tell me before about the girl and the guy that you were talking about and how she was waiting until marriage, but then she also had some things she needed to work over. But yeah, that would be tough. But same points that you said, I like that they have a panel of experts, especially a pastor. I really appreciate that to help you through like to really counsel you through this and it's like instead of doing like premarital counseling like as a couple you're doing it as individuals and hoping like you end up being like still a solidified couple um with love is blind i i would definitely be more open to that like you said because i can say no but still i would feel bad because they go on like the romantic vacation afterward but also when in the booths like i guess you should discuss that, which was my issue with the one dude that was, that didn't tell her that he used to uh, yeah. be in relationships with men. It was like, I feel like that's something that should have come up, but at the same time, that's tough. Cause I don't know how to go about navigating. Allowed to like self edit. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Yeah. So I, I was mad at the way he was acting, but I couldn't be mad at him though. I was in the moment. Um, well, I was like with, right. With not saying that at first, because that was a big gamble, but the fact that he put it like he was freaking out he put it out there and then he just trashed her after that. I was like, that's, that's rude. Like you knew that you were in the wrong if you were this emotional about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, and also my biggest fear is what you described is that I would hate if someone like was in a relationship, broke up and then immediately got immersed into this experience. And then they ended up with a rebound relationship that would break. So I can't even imagine if it was me who had waited to get married, got paired up with that person and was, did everything it could to be a good wife to them. And it still wasn't good enough. And I end up divorced. And, and I had, person. yes, and I had, and I waited to have sex with this person who at the end of the day didn't care. That's why I couldn't do it. Cause I, I, I couldn't. That's valid. I think also the hardest part that I've watched so far is watching someone legitimately try and then the other person stonewall them and just shut down. And you're like, whoa, whoa. I'm putting myself out there. Like I'm here for the right reasons, but on the flip side, I have seen people who I, I, I don't know yet. Cause I haven't finished the season who I actually think are going to end up together. So that's um, there's one actually from, from Michigan on the season. 
like very close to us, Michigan, like Shelby Township. <laughs> Maybe we know her no. <laughs> or him. him. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's just, I, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't see, I can't see myself rebounding from that because legit, like that would be the pinnacle of me giving myself entirely to someone. And for me to do that and then have it not matter, totally. I don't want to take that risk. Well, and that's also on the flip side of like, I, I I don't want you to take this as like you being like, but in that choice, you are very much a traditionalist and yes. like Agreed. for you to be, to have this like traditionalist mindset in this hand and then to do something that is so atypical of that, the juxtaposition of those two things, they don't just, they don't just, they just don't match. Like, I mean, I'm not a virgin hashtag. Sorry, dad. And <laughs> what? like, so, but, but I still think that if I were there and they do actually make it really cl- like clear, some couples, uh, most couples don't consummate the marriage on the wedding night. Like they wait right. until they're on the honeymoon when some of them don't even wait until after the, while they're on the honeymoon, they wait until after. So it's really, and they're like, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's a huge trust game. And, and like, yes, this is your partner and you want to give to them wholly, but also you want to make sure that they're going to be there, you know? So it is interesting, especially listening to the experts, even in their little like internal asides, because there are things that I have done in relationships that they're calling out as relationship killers. And I'm like, Ooh, I got to check myself a little bit because I do have a tendency to like make, um, like if I know that I am right, if I know that I'm correct, welcome, welcome to the hill I die on. We're going to go like, (laughs) (laughs) you won't even know what happened, but I have charts and (laughs) if you see me here in this diagram, the red section if you, if you turn to page three in your portfolio that i've prepared you, you open it and it just says you're stupid now, <laughs> i was telling my dad he goes you say you're stupid a lot i was like people are stupid i was like dad i'm sorry i'm like i say you're stupid because that is my initial reaction to something that i think is dumb the person inherently inherently is not stupid just they're action was in that moment but you're right it does come off as harsh when i say you're stupid Stacey calls me stupid a lot guys i don't take it like that call a lot of like it's it's just my default thing and i need to work on that it's not healthy she's just amused with me but i surprised her and so she'll be like you're stupid like (laughs) (laughs) but it is i'm better I could see how other people would take it as something else but i yeah it's but mind you on the flip side of that like I would rather have a hyper commitment show like that rather than something like the bachelorette or like that kind of, or the bachelor. Right. Um, right. If I am too invested in a relationship from the get go, like I do put my heart right there on my sleeve. And so that it, I think that if I were in a relation in a competition for someone's heart, I would be hurt way too quickly and way too like, and then yeah. I would do the psycho side. Like everybody's got a psycho side. You just have to find somebody who wants to deal with it. Like they say, I'm crazy. I got you crazy. Says by the poet <laughs> Britney Spears. <laughs> but um, like <laughs> no, I feel you. I and that's where I go. This is stupid, or this is dumb. Comes from I cannot imagine wanting to battle another person, let alone a fleet of women for the same guy. And also how's that person supposed to develop actual feelings for each individual person on the show? Even if you get it down to two, you're telling me you have two. And what if they're completely acting like different people in each scenario that they're in? It's like, it's just this weird game that feels like I don't find it entertaining. So when people are like, um, and I, oh, Bachelor Nation, Nation, please do not come for me. But <laughs> or me, I tried. I watched the first episode and half of the second episode. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> find it entertaining? I don't. I think that like I think it's kind of a mockery of love. And I think that these girls that they get on there who are twenty three and they think that they're ready for 
like a relationship and it's like I'm like B you better live your life go get drunk at a bar after COVID died <laughs> I mean even just like let's go like go take a pottery class figure out who you are as a person solo I think that's like not to put my brother on blast but like that's his biggest problem in relationships he's always been in one he's literally like since we were in high school he's never been just him and so then you sit there and like, he's a very much people pleasing kind of person, which sounds great until you realize that you're not even being yourself because you've been so people pleasing. That's me. Uh, it's not that, the relationship part, but people. No, pleasing. But even that, like Stacy, sometimes like, especially around like certain groups of people, you see a switch flip in Stacy and she's like, not even her, this effervescent beauty that you see right now. And <laughs> only because it's the truth. Um, Good lighting. Which <laughs> <laughs> you like, she, it's like she, it's honestly, it's like she dims, puts herself on dim for other people. And, and it's like, no, you don't need that. You need somebody who's just going to be like, honey, shine. Turn that. Honey oh. shine. Also, of <laughs> honey shine. I think it was Mac Cosmetics that had like a honey line, like in the yeah. in the like I don't know two thousand eight nine something like that. I just remember because I was interning at a magazine and we got um them to put advertisement in the magazine and it was the honey line and I was like that seems sticky. <laughs> <laughs> That seems that seems sticky. I don't like it. All right. Um, How does it come off your face? Now, mind you, I do think that there's actually some premise for some kind of show regarding like same kind of thing with like experts and exes, where like you took two people who maybe missed their window, and oh. and then you got experts to kind of and you put them in that situation. And you're like, you're engaged now. Now you have to tell your families. You've spent all this time talking trash about him to your friends. Now you got to go tell your friends you're engaged. And then you're going to keep doing these things. And then at the end of a month or the end of six weeks or whatever, you're getting married. And you got to see if you're actually going to say yes to this person who maybe like, I don't know, I'm spitballing, but I actually think that would be a really good chance because there's lots of previous drama that you could feed off of and, and then be like, yeah, no, sure, great. And then you have Whoa. to go underlying issues and see how you learn to forgive from those. That could be a really good show. Man, I have a friend, Emily, Bing. And so she had mentioned how so like her and her ex, Mitch, they had like a big falling out. They were never a great pairing let's be honest like the wine the steak they were never paired correctly so they break up but dealing with the aftermath of all of that because there's just a lot like the families were close as a whole thing and so we're talking years down the line like maybe 10 years down the line um they reconnect because they still like ran in the same kind of circles right. same circle so they're cordial, doing much better, very mature on both ends. And I was talking to Emily and she had made the comment, wow, what would you do if Mitch and I got back together and got married? And she'd text me. So I just had to put like my phone down. because I'm like, I need to take a minute because... <laughs> not going to give the right response right off the bat. So I gave myself like five minutes. So then I responded, I was like, at the end of the day, it's about you and Mitch and you two being happy together. With that said, the narrative that you both have set (laughs) about each other, you have to confront that because you put that out to everyone in our circle. It's, it's so true. There's actually a really good point about that, that Pastor Cal brings up to one of the couples. And he's like, if you have a problem within your relationship, and this is something where I'm like, oh my God, I, I've done this even in bad relationships. 
but where he goes, you have to keep it within your relationship because even if you two work past it, any person that you tell is stuck at that point in the timeline. So you've moved past it. You guys are years back, but then every time you bring up the person, that person, they think of the time that they treated you wrong all the way back there. So he's like, keep. And I remember because I was dating this guy. I needed a name. David. I was dating David in college and I'm going to just straight up say David was no good for me, but I digress, but I was dating him and I told my roommates, I need two girls names, Jessica and Joan. So Jessica knew great Jessica and Joan. I told them everything. I told them the good, the bad, the ugly, the not even like kind of pretty. And then whenever I would go back to him because David and I had worked it out, they would call me stupid. And they'd be like, I can't believe you deal with this. He's a monster. How do you not realize this? And I was like, I sabotaged any chance they had to see, see me in a good light. Another example of this is a college friend of mine. I need a guy named George. My friend, George, great guy, amazing guy. He was dating this girl in high school and she cheated on him. What's her name? Autumn. So Autumn cheated on George and they break up. Um, Basically from what he described to us was George said that Autumn wanted to have sex. George was waiting till marriage. So Autumn went and had sex. Yeah. So my biggest fear, my biggest fear. Valid, right? So we are all like, how dare she? Well, then at the end of our sophomore year, maybe the end of our freshman year, uh, George tells us all that he's getting back together with Autumn. And we're like, what the heck, George? That whore, why? She doesn't deserve you. She doesn't deserve this good thing. And it took us as a collective friend group years. We went to the wedding and we were like, she's probably going to cheat. I mean, like, legitimately... It stuck with us because he spent seven months telling us that she, how dirty she'd done him. So then we were like, not my friend, nah, never again. I will. I, and then he, and then they got married and and you know what? They are together. They are very happily married. They have kids and obviously there's struggles in that come with a marriage and all of that stuff, but they work through it together. And it is sometimes I still, go to that that default and I have to intentionally choose to not see that side of autumn because anytime he has a rough moment and he'll kind of like vent a little I'm like well that's shocking because of what happened when you were in high school and then I hear myself say it and I'm like okay Chelsea calm down we're all adults (laughs) listen because even like when I've seen people just like platonic friends from high school and they're like, Oh my gosh, Stacey, remember when you were with that one guy? And I'm like, first of all, those how many years ago? Like why the heck do you even associate that with me still? But they have that ingrained in their brain. And that's the last memory that they have, like within a certain circle. And I'm just thinking, this is not fair, but also this is the narrative that they knew about the two of us. So even when I went to a wedding one, um, what was it? The guy I was dating, it was, um, it was his best friend's brother. They got married, but their families were close. So we went to the wedding and no joke, the pastor that was marrying them at one point, you know, like he'd done their premarital counseling for the couple that was getting married. And he's telling them, you know, like, you know, you are to support her. She is to support you. And he said, and nothing should come between you. Do not let outsiders in, not even your mother, not even your father. What you all do is between the two of you. Do I make myself clear? And I'm like, oh, like I never thought of it that way before. And I it's thought true. it was a bit heavy for a wedding. But after the fact, the more I thought about it, I realized how true that was. Um, a friend of mine, what's the, why well, I, I need a guy name? Roger. Roger um, made a really stupid decision and cheated on his wife. And the second I found out, 
Um, I told him to effing end whatever he had on the side, because that's not how you want to go out. I'm like, the second that you become the cheater, everything else goes away. And now it's just that you cheated. So you don't get to do like, they, she pushed me to it. She did blah, 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 blah. You cheated. You end it right now. And he looked me in the face and he was like, do you think my marriage was actually salvageable? And mind you, he had spent months of telling me, venting to me about his wife and venting to my, like my parents about his wife and venting to his parents about his wife. And all these people knew how terrible the, he was such a victim in this situation. And I looked him dead in the face and I said, if you had kept this in your marriage and talked to your wife instead of everybody else, maybe your marriage wouldn't be ending. And I'm like, but you're already cheating. So the best thing you can do is end it now, whatever he had on the side. Right. Like that isn't what ended up happening. It ended up being a lot uglier than that. But um, reminders, people, there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. And also if couples went to therapy, like then it stays between the two of you. Like you have an unbiased licensed professional helping you to solve your problem instead of you running your mouth to your respective sides of the family that are now feuding with each other even after you two have come together they're all like oh well you're a piece of crap son let me tell you about your trash daughter you just created this whole storm that because you wanted to be a rainy day because you didn't want somebody to tell you how to fix it you wanted somebody to tell you you were right in the words of the poets sanity came how you gonna think we love you america and we love you because you love us too <laughs> um fun chelsea's house update i was going through boxes um because and legitimately I sent Stacy a picture because we just talked about this on the show like maybe what two weeks ago something like that yeah um, and I opened these boxes and mind you, these boxes have not come. They came out of my parents' spaces. They came from my apartment in college. Like, but there's a bunch of boxes that haven't been opened in, in anywhere from 15 to 17 years. So, which hurts me physically, by the way. Girl, who are you telling? Because <laughs> I'm going through the same thing right now. <laughs> I'm opening boxes and all this stuff. And I opened this one and I look and I was like, I did not keep this. And I pull it out and it's the bumblebee that I got as a gift for my first kiss. And I was like, picture sends to Stacy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was in bed. I remember like, I looked at it briefly. I was like, I'll dress it tomorrow morning. Cause I just, I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, someone got something cute. And I wake up and so went straight into work. It's the mother something I look at. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, no, I have to share as we wrap up what I said to you do to do. Oh my gosh. So yeah, she sends me the picture and I said, yeah, I have to go through my stuff this weekend and purge stuff. And my boss's wife was saying there's a book on organizing where you have to ask yourself, does it make you happy to determine what items to keep or to purge? And Chelsea's like, yeah, what brings you joy? It's the whole thing. I said, yeah, I'm about to toss everything. <laughs> does it bring you joy? No! <laughs> I hate I'm working out my anger. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going through I'm going through old stuff. I found our senior year all three of my years of high school reunion uh, of books and um our senior year where my name spelled wrong in almost all of it. And uh, and then a picture of Stacy getting the uh crown and then literally the quote next to it's like I couldn't believe it. All the girls are so nice and me a nerd. And I'm a great liar. Because <laughs> some people were not very nice. But I'm like, you know what? You're not going to have me going down throwing shade forever printed in a yearbook. Printed in a book. Yeah, no kidding. Listen, guys, I have so much fun with you always. Um, this is like my, it's it's my open public to the, it's like a live journal. It's my own. Whoa, you look that up. Diary. <laughs> Youths live journal. Look it up. <laughs> Thank you guys as always for listening in. Be sure to check us out on our socials at 
RWIS podcast for Instagram and Twitter and reasons why I'm single right here on Facebook. If you're listening live. Also, if you're listening live, you get to listen to the show almost a full week early. So you know what's happening in our lives before the rest of the world does. Aren't you so lucky? (laughs) Also, please, please tell me what your favorite season of married at first sight is so I can like jump around and watch those because that's the beauty of a reality show. It doesn't matter. You can, I can skip around. (laughs) (laughs) Frolic. (laughs) Thank you so much as always to podcast Detroit that makes all this possible. I'm Stacy. I'm Chelsea. This is reasons why I'm single. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye.